Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Rami and Tim Show with your hosts, Rami Makloff and the franchise, Tim Allen. I'm, I'm just having a hard time with this. I, I'm really having a hard time with this, Rami. Rami and Tim. Um, I, I really am. I, I'm starting to doubt myself, and I don't want to do that. You should. You should oh, no, doubt I yourself. Shouldn't. That's a good thing, no. Tim. That's a healthy thing to doubt yourself. You can't just walk through life never doubting yourself. <laughs> okay. I, I want to stay confident in this. Uh, 80,000 to 50,000 yards passing. He's got him by 250 touchdown passes. Granted, he's played about five, five more years than Aaron or whatever, but I'm starting to doubt myself. I'm trying to figure out what I'm missing. What am I missing here? I'm open to debate, and we can talk about it as we get a little bit closer. Maybe next week we can you know, settle the uh, differences here, but the, you know this what? fire's got to I... simmer down. Somebody, somebody tweeted a stat at me. He tweeted it at you, too, but I'm sure you didn't see it because you don't interact <laughs> with our listeners on Twitter. Somebody tweeted me a stat last night that really tells the whole story about those two quarterbacks. And, and we can ask Ian Harditz about those two sure. quarterbacks if you'd like, him. if you want to spend some of his time on that from Pro Football Focus, who joins us now on the Rami and Tim show. We can get into the Rodgers-Brady comparison in a second, but I want to start off with Ian asking, um, you described Aaron Rodgers' performance on Sunday against the Rams as erotic, Ian, have you calmed down yet? Are you good? I don't know, man. I think it was a borderline erotic. I mean, what a game, really, Rodgers. You look at this entire season, he has looked mortal exactly once, and that was the first time against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But even that game, you know, you look at that 10-0 lead and kind of, you know, the pick six and the other interception that quickly turned her around. Just one of those things where, you know, throughout this whole season, you thought, hey, maybe the league's single best defense and the Rams could slow this offense down a little bit. Not the case, man. You know, he even had to work harder with that with some of those early drops from MVS and the other guys. It's really just been one spectacular performance from Rodgers after another this year. So it'll be interesting, man, because, you know, Brady, not quite the same. You know, he's been completing fewer than 55% of his passes uh, during his postseason. So, yeah, man, I, I would say uh, Roddick is the right word to describe Rodgers' uh, performance so far, and I do feel good about his chances of, you know, writing pretty much his only wrong of the season here come uh, Sunday. What in your mind changed then from last year to this year or the last couple of years that Rodgers had been taking some heat about his play, but I think the team overall, you could contest that that was a huge part of it, but man, it just looks so natural this year and coming from a guy that's 37, that's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, we actually had a guy at PFF, uh, Seth Galena, put together a good article on this kind of topic. And I think Rodgers has finally found that perfect blend of, you know, doing what he does best, which over the years has been, you know, that playground style ball. You go back to that incredible completion he had, I believe, to Jared Cook against the Cowboys, you know, about a half decade ago when they literally said, you know, he was tall enough to play, you know, in the huddle pretty much with his hands. Now he actually has a legit offense from Matt LaFleur that he is buying into. And when he needs to get outside the pocket, when he needs to rely on, you know, this just incredible arm talent and just the gift of guys that he's been graced with to play the quarterback position, he still has that. We've always known he has that. But his ability to kind of take what the defense has given him this year, taking those easy passes in addition to what makes him so special, I think having, you know, a better blend of those two abilities this year has really, uh, you know, just brought out the best version of Aaron Rodgers that we've seen yet. And that really is the most crazy part to me because, you know, for all these years, 2011 was the one year that we just saw the best version of Rodgers. And, hey, he was still great from 2015 and 2019. I think he said himself in the you know, offseason that one of his down years is a career year for pretty much anyone else. Mm-hmm. But he was such a world beater during kind of the first part, you know, 2010 and 2014. And he just wasn't quite the same caliber guy over the past five years. Nope. 2020 set career high marks in PFF overall grade, passing grade, touchdowns, completion rate, passer rating, pick a stat. Rodgers has been playing better than ever. And again, I think it comes down to him being more comfortable in year two at Matt LaFleur and just finding the best blend of still having that playground style that he's been so great at and also fitting into the offense. Because other than that, man, like the reason why I wasn't too high on the Packers going this year, Devin Funches was the only real addition they made to the uh, you know wide receiver or tight end room, and he opted out before his season started. So I think Lafleur, you know, he's been someone that hasn't gotten a ton of credit. Uh, I think really coming to Green Bay just based on some of the kind of the overlying uh, metrics, you know, with uh, other than the win losses, but really just great job getting the best out of Aaron Rodgers that we've seen yet, and only their second year together. Talking with Ian Hart, it's a pro football focus here on Rami and Tim, 1250 AM, The Fan, your new afternoon show, Mondays through Fridays. Ian, Aaron Rodgers, obviously much much more, much more, better protected this year. His, his uniform hasn't gotten that dirty. I think only one uh, Los Angeles Ram touched him in that, in that playoff game on Sunday. Now, I don't, I don't watch uh, and chart every sack of, of Aaron Rodgers and assign him to Rodgers or assign him to an offensive lineman, but it certainly felt to me over the last few years, as you said, 20, 2015 through 2019, where Rodgers wasn't quite himself like a lot of the hits that he was taking were were his own fault just trying to extend plays and holding on to the ball for too long and and giving defenders time to get to him has he been better in that regard this year of of not taking those hits and and throwing it away or or checking down doing whatever he's got to do to get the ball out of his hands before defenders can can put a hit on him yeah, absolutely. I think that goes back, you know, what we, what we were just talking about too, with you know, hey, when the first guy's open, when they're doing one of these bootlegs, and you got Mercedes Lewis or Robert Tunyon, whoever it is in the flat, just take that, take those easy eight, ten yards, and you know, we'll see what happens the next play. Not every single play needs to be a forty-yard, you know, bomb down the field, but you know what? When you are Aaron Rodgers and you really can make pretty much anything happen with the football, you know, you can't really blame the guy for having such an aggressive mindset for most of his career. But it'll be interesting to see if they can keep him so well protected uh, Sunday against the Buccaneers because that was the issue in this first matchup. I mean, look, he's been blitzed 185 times this season. He's taken only four sacks on those plays. Three of them came in week six against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it kind of was an anomaly in terms of the way they were able to get after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay, and their front seven really has been the strength of the team all year long. But, man, they better hope they can get to him again because when Rodgers is kept clean, pretty much a death sentence for any defense to deal with. The league-high 129 QB rating when kept clean, 42 touchdowns, four interceptions. You know, it's 
it's risky because, again, only, you know, four sacks and 185 uh, blitz attempts this year. Because if you don't get to Rodgers, uh, you know, good luck kind of guarding Devontae Adams, even Marquez Ball scaling with one guy down the field. So, yeah, I think pressure, you know, and the Packers' ability to keep uh, Rodgers clean, even in the face of one of the most, you know, aggressive defenses in the league, that's probably going to be the tail of the game for the Packers' offense. Yeah, the defense for the Buccaneers uh, in is, is uh, you know, a top five or six defense. And and now they're, it looks like they're peaking at the right time. And you have Levante David and Devon White and, you know, Murphy Bunting and, and these types of – Antoine Winfield Jr. is out there. Are, are they – number one, it looks like they're peaking at the right time. But despite a top five or six defense, are they still underrated? You know, I think they benefited from facing uh, two quarterbacks in Drew Brees and Taylor Heineke that weren't exactly able to, you know, take advantage of uh, the downfield shot that they kind of lay up. And we saw when the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill had 200 freaking receiving yards in the first quarter against the Tampa Bay defense. What can happen when that pass rush doesn't get to the quarterback? I just don't know if they've really faced an offense like the Packers over the past few weeks that are capable of giving them those sort of problems. Because really the Buccaneers are almost like a boomer bust defense. They have, you know, they're a great run defense when you look at the numbers, but they need to load the the box in order to get that and because they load the box so often they face more passes than any defense this year with at least eight defenders uh in the box trying to stop the run so it's one of those things you know a lot of old uh, school football minds still just place so much importance on uh you know putting a bunch of defenders in the box and that was one of the things that made the rams defense so special they're on the opposite end of the spectrum still able to stop the run and pass well but they didn't have to load the box to do so buccaneers are a little bit different than that and i think you know when they were facing a quarterback that is able to throw the ball accurately over their heads again and again and again, that could lead to problems. So, hey, a lot of talented players there. I mean, you, you named a few, and, you know, uh, Shaq Griffin and some of these guys, Jason uh, Pierre-Paul and Duncan Sue. You know, they got a lot of talent on that defensive line that, hey, if they win their one-on-one matchups and make life difficult for Rodgers, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, similar potentially to that week six matchup. But, again, that pressure cannot get there. As great as Carlton Davis was stopping Michael Thomas, you know, we've seen the troubles come when they have, you know, cover for more than two or three seconds. And I believe this time around the Packers will force those secondary players to be put in much more of a bind than they've seen over the past few weeks. Ian Hart is pro football focus with us for a few more minutes here on Rami and Tim. On the other side of the ball, plenty of firepower for the Buccaneers, obviously around Tom Brady and coming on strong late in the season. I, I think I read somewhere in getting ready for this game this week, Ian, that Antonio Brown was the, the, the Bucks' leading receiver for the last six or eight weeks of the regular season. What has changed with that guy? Is it just getting comfortable with Tom Brady, getting, getting back into game shape and finding his rhythm? Because Antonio Brown's starting to look like Antonio Brown again, and that's, that's a scary thought, especially when you look at all the other weapons that Tom Brady has around him. Oh, absolutely. Now, last week he was obviously kind of playing to the pain, only, only ended up being out there for 29 snaps. But before that, five touchdowns in his previous four games. You know, for the Buccaneers, I mean, they come into this year, and obviously we had this funky COVID-induced offseason, so teams couldn't practice as much. And then A.B. gets thrown to the starting lineup in Week 9. So essentially, Tom Brady in this offense really had to reset halfway through the year. I think that's why we saw that Saints beat down some problems with that offense before their bye. But coming out of that bye, I mean, it's been a – at first, you know, they played the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Lions. We kind of just rolled our eyes saying, okay, you know, they're facing these easy defenses. But now more and more I think we're seeing Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, Antonio Brown. There's too much talent on the field for defenses to deal with. And that's why I'm really interested to see what the Packers do with Jair Alexander in this matchup. Because the first time around, he really shut down Mike Evans. Just one catch, four, ten yards, and only two targets. But with Antonio Brown back in the swing of things, I'm not so sure uh, Alexander is going to be tracking uh, Evans all over the field again. The Packers haven't asked him to shadow since week eight per our PFF metrics. So, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see because the Packers, you know, the secondary, even if, uh, you know, Antonio Brown company are, are playing pretty well, I think they can hold up pretty fine there. I'm a little more worried if, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette and company are able to instill their will on the ground. You know, Cam Akers, he was having himself a hell of a game, and I think the only kind of problem the Rams uh, ran into was facing such a negative game script once the fourth quarter came around. So, hey, if the Buccaneers are able to get out to a lead and run the ball, that's going to be a little bit problematic. But I'm, I'm confident that, that uh, Jair Alexander and company should have what it takes to at least slow down A.B. and these talented wide receivers. Yeah, and on that on that defensive side uh, for the Packers, it, it appears to me that they're they're peaking a little bit now, and, and obviously that's where you want it to be, but you're getting contributions now from Rashawn Gary and a Kenny Clark and, and these guys. Man, I just, I just feel that a, a Zadarius Smith game is coming and the timing couldn't be better. Is that possible that it happens on Sunday? Oh, I, I think so. I think you're right about them peaking about this time. I mean, that was the big difference between the 2019 and 2020 Packers defense. They weren't getting the same level of pressure. Last year, Darius Smith led the NFL in total pressure. More than Aaron Donald snapped a, snapped a several year streak from him. Donald got back to it this year, and the Packers in the regular season were just 26 in the overall pressure rate. So they were able to make life very difficult for Jared Goff last week. I mean, I think playing out Lambeau, you know, certainly helps matters for him there. And facing, you know, these stationary quarterbacks like a Tom Brady, like a Jared Goff, should only help matters. So, yeah, I think, you know, for them to be able to just get Tom Brady off his spot, you can't let this guy, you know, uh, just sit back there uh, all day long and pick his choosing because, you know, while Drew Brees might have a noodle arm, Tom Brady, no, his arm looks as lively as ever. It's absolutely amazing. This guy is 43 and still doing the things that he can with the football. So, yeah, the Darius Smith, Preston Smith, that front seven's ability to make life even easier for their talented cornerbacks they got back there, I think will be crucial. So, yeah, man, Darius Smith, you know, really going in this year, I think uh, he was known as one of the best pure pass rushers. Again, wasn't his best season, but coming on strong, you know, you make the money in the playoffs, and Darius Smith certainly seems like he's ready to take his game to another level. I saw you guys had Rashawn Gary as the, the highest-graded defensive player for the Packers against the Rams over there at, at Pro Football Focus, Ian Harditz. Uh, seven pressures, tying a single-game high for his career. The, I mean, the guy was just a beast this year. Was there a more improved defensive player across the league than Rashawn Gary this year? Because this is a lot like Devontae Adams a few years ago, a guy that people expected more from. They had seen enough of him. I saw cut Rashawn Gary on some people's <laughs> timelines. He's obviously redeemed himself. Has there been a more improved player on defense this year in the league? I think he certainly deserves to be in the conversation. You know, it's amazing. We always make these, you know, just kind of strong opinions on a player's career after uh, one year in the league. And here we got Rashawn Gary, 23 years old. You know, it makes sense that a high-caliber NFL athlete can get better the more experience they get. And I think we have seen over time, you know, playing, uh, you know, just the kind, kind of the way he does in that front seven. When you have uh, such great edge pressures, it makes sense that the more comfortable he's gotten and deep in offensive lines aren't able to devote the amount of attention on him that he's, you know, used to being, you know, because I'm sure every step of his way, I know at least at Michigan, He's always been the focal point of, you know, what an offensive line needs to be able to stop. So when you have someone as purely talented as Rashawn Gary finally starting to figure out, you know, what he needs to do, you know, in the middle of the Packers scheme as well, that's when you're really starting to play with, uh, you know, a good, good, good fire for the Packers defense. I will say that on the other side of things, the Buccaneers will be getting back Vita Vea, and he's someone that before injury this year, I mean, he only played five games before getting hurt. He was really emerging as a potential most improved player in his own right. On the season, again, only five games, so small sample size is helping. Only Aaron Donald graded out better than Vita Vea in terms of overall defensive grade among interior defenders. So, Rashawn Gary, Vita Vea, you know, we'll see. I, I, it's a good point, though, because, you know, we got the, the Darius Smith, the Shaq Griffins of the world. It might just be one of these, you know, complimentary pieces on the defensive line to really make a difference. 
That's Ian Harditz. You can find his work at profootballfocus.com and on Twitter at iHarditz. Ian, really enjoyed the conversation, man. Thanks for the time and the insight. Thanks, guys. Take care. And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of bankability. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.